Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk, your one-stop shop for anything Wisconsin sports space, whether it's Packers, Brewers, Badgers, or Bucks. Tonight, it's the Brewers, as this is Mike Wellen here with Sam Brom, as always. And Sam, as the offseason continues, it was quite the eventful weekend for Major League Baseball, and including the Brewers. Yeah, a lot of big trades, a lot of rumors going around. Got the Mariners, you got some other moves, some signings, and it's going to be interesting to see with the winter meetings coming up. Yeah, the Mariners pretty much having a fire sale. Uh, they traded Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz to the Mets, getting uh, Wisconsin, former Wisconsin high school star Jaron Kelnick in the trade to go along with Jay Bruce and former Brewer Anthony Swarzak involved there as well. So some Wisconsin ties involving in that blockbuster trade. Mariners also shipping Gene Segura to Philadelphia. They get Carlos Santana, J.P. Crawford back as well in that one. There's talks that they might be trying to trade D. Gordon or Mitch Hanniger as well. They already sent out James Paxton. I think the only player that they're probably not going to send out might be just Felix because of his tenure there. But are there any Mariners that you think the Brewers should be kind of talking about? There's no one specific. I've heard a lot of people say D. Gordon, which would be kind of interesting with the open, technically open spot at second base. But no one really is very specific on that Mariners team that I could see join. Yeah, I agree with you. I and I've I've also heard Kyle Seager, but and then they move Shaw back over to second. But Seager, I think, is kind of on the downswing. He's had a rough couple of years. But it's interesting to see Jerry DePoto and the Mariners selling everything off. It's kind of a surprise for a team that was in contention for a playoff spot for most of last year. But moving on to Brewers news, and the biggest news last week was the their decision to non-tender Jonathan Scope. Uh, David Stern's literally saying, look, it was a bad deal. Uh, that's on me. And he said he misjudged the impact that Scope would make, so... We both well, wanted him back, but this team decided not to take the risk, so best of luck to Jonathan Scope wherever he goes. And as we move toward taking a look at second base without Scope there, and what do you think is going to happen for the Brewers? Who, who, who's going to be this opening day second baseman? Honestly, it's up in the air right now. You, don't, you do have Hernan, who can play second base, but he doesn't seem like a starter, but there are a lot of guys out there in free agency some guys that were non-tendered, and honestly, you don't know who's going to start at second base going into the season. I'm still going to go on a limb. I'm going to say it's still going to be Travis Shaw. I do. I think they're going to bring back Moustakis uh, just because the fit he brought and the kind of the leadership he brought to the locker room late last year. I think they'll bring him back. I think him he'll go there, Travis Shaw, back to second. They'll go back to the goal line infield, just Orlando RC instead of Scope out at shortstop. And I think they'll be fine with that. I think they'll give another left-handed bat there to bat in that, that five or six spot. And I think it'll be a good matchup for the Brewers as well. They also made moves. They did uh, re-sign Aaron Perez to a $2.5 million uh, deal to avoid arbitration. They brought back Tyler Saladino for just under $900,000. And 
and they tendered contracts to Zach Davies, Junior Guerra, Corey Knable, Jimmy Nelson, Manny Pena, Domingo Santana, and Travis Shaw. They still have, they, so now they have the rights to, to negotiate contracts with those guys or take them to an arbitration hearing. And Shaw set to be the highest at just about over $5 million, then it'd be Jimmy Nelson and Knable. Are any of those ones surprises to you, or or even the dollar amounts for Perez or Saladino? None of them surprised me at all. Just they're guys that were key to the team last season, and I think a lot of people believe that he, they're going to do big things and help the team out come in in 2019 as starters and just as depth options. So nothing really surprises me. Yeah, me neither. I agree with you on that one. Uh, another thing to keep an eye on as well is now is obviously there is a big hole at second base you talked about earlier. There's some good free agents out there to keep an eye on if the Brewers want to try and sign one to a one- or two-year deal to kind of wait for Keston Hero to come up. Or you can sign one long-term and maybe think about dangling here as a trade bait for a potential uh, top-of-the-line starter. But Marwan Gonzalez, Jed Lowry, Daniel Murphy, Brian Dozier, DJ LeMahieu, Josh Harrison, Esdrubal Cabrera, Ian Kinsler, Daniel Descalzo, Neil Walker, Logan Forsythe, Wilmer Flores, all out there in free agency. Are there any of those guys who you would kind of kick the tires on to try and bring in to be the starting second baseman? I I don't know why. I kind of see, like, maybe Josh Harrison. It's kind of weird just because of his versatility and what he can do. He can play any infield position. And just he does have injury history, but he's a good he's a good veteran that will help the team out. He, and he can hit for contact. He has been up and down, but just... Being able to play for a winning team and being in a good clubhouse, I think he'd fit really good in there. And just for like maybe a one, two-year deal, I think he'd be really good for the team. Yeah, Jay Hay would be a very interesting one to see. I think, yeah, you're right, his versatility, his infectious attitude, and his uncanny knack for getting out of a pickle is second to none. Uh, that'd be a good deal. I think I brought up, we did a roundtable for, for the website a few months ago about the trade deadline and who to kind of keep an eye on, and I brought up DJ the Mayhew. He he is a, he is a great number two hitter or number or uh, top of the order hitter. He's got great contact ability. He doesn't strike out much. He's an elite defensive second baseman, one of the very best. He I think he won the Gold Glove again this year. He is he's always been a good guy to have. He's a bigger second baseman, so he's got that range and that arm strength. And I the only question is with here how how soon will Hero be ready to come to the majors? Same with Mauricio Dubon. Do you want to take the chance on giving the Mayhew a two-year deal, maybe, and then if you need to ship him off in a trade, you can as well. But I think him or Josh Harrison, maybe Wilmer Flores for a year to kind of hold the fort down. But it'll be interesting. You can also maybe make a trade for like a Jason Kipnis or a Starlin Castro for a year just to kind of hold your own, just to kind of see what to do. But luckily for the Brewers, despite non-tendering scope, there are plenty of options out at second base. And luckily for David Stearns, he seems like he is willing to admit uh, making a bad trade. He's willing to move on, and he and the accountability is such a refreshing thing to see in sports in general. You never see a general manager make that call and say, oh, I made a mistake, but David Stearns had no qualms about it at all. That's what I love about Stearns. He took responsibility. Not a lot of general managers do that. He hasn't made a lot of mistakes, but this one seems like he made a big one trading away. Well, VR wasn't that... Big, but two potential good pitchers, one potential good pitcher, and a good infield prospect that could possibly make an impact. But I love the responsibility he took because that was a trade. It kind of seemed like he tried to fill that second base void, but also he's like 
he kind of made a trade just to make a trade, if you think about it. But I'm glad he, I'm glad he took responsibility. I agree. And even looking back on the trade, I'm not too worried about the long-term effects. I was never super sold on Luis Ortiz. Uh, he's a guy who struggled with injuries, and he had problems with command. Carmona, though, could, I think could be good one, but he's years away, and a lot of those younger guys, some of them never do pan out. Look at Gilbert Lara, for example, but I think seeing that, seeing him admit that was kind of a big thing as well. But going back to the markets, and the first big domino today fell in free agency, and that's Patrick Corbin going to Washington on an absurd contract, six years, $140 million. There was talk from the Yankees to him going to New York as well, and obviously the Brewers are linked to him for a long time. But seeing the numbers that he got from Washington, that is that that baffles me, and I think that's a contract they're going to regret very, very soon. Yeah, I think so too. Just because I think they're just judging it off that first year. He did have a few good seasons in the start of his career, but they're just judging it off that one good season that he had. It was his breakout season in 2018. And just when I saw that amount of money, I'm just thinking I would never do that for a guy like Patrick Corbin, who has had Tommy John and who has had struggles. But it's, I don't know, I'm rooting for him. Hope he does well. Not very good against the Brewers. But it's, I just, I do not understand why it was that much. Yeah, I hope he does well, too, just because I know how fickle fan bases are and how fickle the Washington media can be toward him, especially when you deal with, he's got to deal with Scherzer and Strasburg at the top of his rotation. He's the the third wheel and still super high paid. But I was never that convinced because I remember, I mean, remember Wade Miley was an all-star in Arizona when he was younger. When Corbin's at his best, he's still not even more than the third best starter in Arizona behind Robbie Ray and Zach Greinke. So I think you're getting a number three starter for $140 million, and that's... That could have been better used to bring back Bryce Harper or to bring back Daniel Murphy or find another piece to bring in than getting another key to your rotation, which, isn't, which hasn't been your problem over the years. Washington's issue has been their bullpen and their, their timely hitting. And, and seeing the contract, I'm now glad the Brewers dodged one there. And now they're being linked to many other names. They're still linked to Dallas Keuchel, still linked to Jay Happ and Nathan Eovaldi, who we both wanted them to bring in. But a new one, again, who is a, an old friend as far as trade talks for the Brewers. It seems like for the past five years, they've been linked to Sonny Gray. Well, a lot of it was due to Derek Johnson's presence. Johnson, of course, uh, helped coach Gray up in in the in college. And even though DJ is gone, this talks apparently has still remained between the Brewers and Sonny Gray. And he had a, a bad year in New York. There's no way to put it any other way. But he's a former All-Star. He was the ace of the Oakland staff for a few years. If you're calling about Sonny Gray, what would you offer if you're the Brewers trying to make a trade? Not maybe a top 20 or top 30 prospect because it's not like he did anything special. And with how the Yankees are talking, it seems like they're not going to want as much because they want him out of New York as soon as possible. And I hope the Brewers give him that much. It may sound weird, but... It's another one of those bounce backs, but just, I never look at away stats, but when he plays at Yankee Stadium, I got to look at the away stats, and he he pitched pretty well with the 3.17 ERA, and I look at the home runs too, he gave up 14 home runs all year, 11 of them were at Yankee Stadium, but it's, 
I just think he'd be a good fit with the Brewers, even if Derek Johnson's gone. Yeah, I think a, a change of scenery is, I think, is a good good bet. And I wonder if it'd be someone who they didn't protect in the Rule Five job. Maybe someone like a Jake Gatewood could be used in, to get Sonny Gray. But I think the talks are meaningful. I think they could come to fruition. And I have a friend of mine uh, down from college who was a Yankees fan, and he sent me a text today asking, "Please, could you take Sonny Gray off our hands? We will be happy. We will do it for." A case of Bronson and a six-pack of Spotted Cow. And that's that's a hefty price for me, because I like my Spotted Cow. But Sonny Gray, I think, is it could be an interesting thing as well. Uh, obviously, other talks as well. There's other rumors going around as well. Uh, Madison Baumgartner, apparently the Giants are asking a giant price. And the Brewers, I think, would be very unwilling for that one. Uh, there's talks about Bryce Harper, where he's going to end up. And the other big one is now apparently the Mets... And the Yankees are both in talks to try and get JT Real Muto. And I have no idea what the Mets are doing. Uh, they're trying to reload and go for another World Series run. But they're trying to rebuild it all in one year. And to try and trade away, again, more top guys for Real Muto. They just brought in Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz. And we know how fickle closers can be, especially in a new new environment. How risky is that for the Mets, do you think? And compare that to the steady moves that David Stearns has made for the Brewers. I, I like how aggressive the Mets GM is, but they're taking such a big risk. You're traded away two, fir- two first-round draft picks, two former first-round draft picks, for and a, and a few, a few major league talent for someone who is just busted for PEDs and who's getting older and a, who but a very good closer. But I just, I don't know how they still have a lot of talent to trade for someone like Real Muto because that price is so high. Yeah, you think it'd have to be one of those young pitchers would have to go. you got to think it'd be a Mats or a Wheeler would have to be the centerpiece of that because the Marlins obviously need a little bit of everything, including maybe a stadium. But it's... But Real, Real Muto, the ball's in his court because he did reject contract extensions from the team. They did offer him twice. He turned on the first one. He never returned the second one. So obviously he doesn't want to be there. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious that that's going to be a very sour parting of ways, and the Marlins are going to eventually have to bite the bullet and send him out. The question is where he's going to end up. And obviously the popular spot, one of the popular spots, has been the Brewers. And we have talked about that in the past. And... If the Brewers are going to make an offer, obviously centerpiece is going to be either Keston Hira or Corbin Burns, if not both. And that's a steep price as well. Would you be willing to part with one of those guys for JT Real Muto? Honestly, I would not. Keston Hira, I'm on the hype train. I'm excited for what he's going to do. He was AFL MVP. He's probably locked for a lot of people's lineups opening day, even though Stern said he's not going to be on the opening day roster. And Corbin Burns showed so much potential going into the season out of the bullpen. He did really awesome, so showed great stuff. It would be, it would be tough, and I kind of see those two guys as untouchable. But I don't know. There may be a way to get around it. Stearns, Stearns did it with Yelich, but I don't I don't know. I would not be able to get rid of Hira or Burns, though. Fair enough. A couple of minor moves we forgot to talk about as well. Ikari's far as tendering, non-tendering. 
The Brewers also did non-tender both Xavier Cedeno and uh, Captain Dan Jennings. I do think Jennings might be back because he was a workhorse. They might bring him back for a lesser price as we get closer to February and March. I think Cedeno has going on his way just because his playoff struggles. And if you have a loogie who can't get out lefties, that's kind of a big, big mistake for them. So I think Cedeno might be on his way, but I think we may see Dan Jennings back. Do you see any of those guys at least coming to spring training with the Brewers? Jennings, for sure. He he was good in those famous Craig Council matchup situations a lot of the time. And he was just a good lefty coming out of the bullpen. And with Cedeno, he started off well. He did good in Chicago, but then things just started faltering, going downhill. And I honestly would not like to see him back in a Brewers uniform. Fair enough. And Dan Jennings is also your most effective starter. He had, he threw a perfect game for one out. But another lefty who is now being talked about potentially Brewers could be a suitor would be Japanese lefty Yosei Kikuchi, who was posted by the Nippon Professional Baseball League on, on uh, earlier today. So it makes you wonder, the Brewers have gone into the Asian market in the past. Obviously, well, Eric Thames kind of, but... Nori Aoki was a very big one back in the day, and he who kind of understated, but he had a very big impact for the Brewers in his couple years there. Do you think the Brewers could be a player for, for Kikuchi, and do you think they would want to be a player for him? For sure. Stearns, I've heard rumors that he's in on him. A lot, of, Almost all teams are in on him, and I think he would be a good pickup. I was watching some of his highlights, and he was throwing hard, throwing around 97-98, and he had a good good amount of off-speed pitches. I believe he had a splitter, a curveball, and I think he had a changeup as well. He did really well. There is there is concerns about his uh, him being injured because he's a lot, had a lot of problems with that in the past, but I think it'd be a good risk to take, and that kind of seems like something Stearns would do. Yeah, it seems like the favorites right now are the Angels for him because he went to high school with Shohei Otani, but... I do like the Brewers taking those chances. They took a chance a lot in the Latin market, obviously bringing guys, when you think of Orlando Arcia, a very notable one, signing him, and then also even Gilbert Lara, even though he never panned out in Milwaukee. But I do think bringing in someone like Kikuchi could be very, very strong for them, and just bringing out that extra arm. And even if he ends up having to spend a year in the minors, getting used to the American style of baseball, and you can bring him up mid-season, you can bring him up in... But the, on the other side, there are so many starting options for the Brewers, you know, especially if they were to make a trade for Sonny Gray or to sign a Dallas Keuchel or somebody like that to go along with Jimmy Nelson, Chase Anderson, Zach Davies, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Yuli Chassin. Maybe they bring back Wade Miley. There's so many arms already in the potentially could start for the Brewers that bring in another one in who you would need to take time to bring him and help him adjust to not only being in the States, but also pitching in the Major League setting where there's more games, there's fewer days off, you're you're throwing more innings, you're facing a little bit tougher competition. It's 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 a risk. It is a big, big risk, and I don't and I I don't think he's gonna end up in Milwaukee. I do think he'll end up over probably in LA with Otani, but it's at least an interesting conversation to have. For sure. Because it's not like Brewers have been connected, but it's not like they've made big pushes for guys, even in the Latin market, like the big guys like maybe Tomas or something like that. And then in the um, in the like Asia Asia area, like Korea, 
Japan, besides Eric Thames, of course, they haven't made big pushes, but I think this could be the year that, like, they make that, like, quietly, maybe they'll be that mystery team that people always tweet about that will go after them. So I guess lastly, as we start to wrap this one up, obviously, obviously the big name pitchers are out there, also out there, Dallas Keuchel, Jay Happ, A.O. Valdi, uh, Charlie Morton is one of them as well. Do you think the Brewers make a move for any of those? And if they do, which one do you think would come in? It's hard to say. I don't think they're going to sign a starting pitcher, to be honest, but I really think that they're going to go in for Sonny Gray because I just, once again, come back. And I think good lefty in the end, he'll add a lot of depth in there, which they already have. And he'll add a lot more competition, but I'm, I'm seeing Sonny Gray. Yeah, I think that might be their best bet. So I do think we'll see Sonny Gray in a Brewers uniform sooner rather than later. It's There's too much talk for it to eventually not happen. I'm glad they didn't make the move a couple years ago when he was in Oakland and his price was ridiculously high. But it'd be a good buy. I think it'd be a good buy low bounce back guy, and I agree with you. I think seeing Gray in Milwaukee I think would go a long way, and I do like the coaching staff that they would that Brewers have have now. So even with so many changes having the new pitching coach in there. I think he's a guy who's worked with all those arms before, and he can help a guy like uh, Gray bounce back, much like DJ helped someone like Wade Miley bounce back. So for Sam Brom, this is Mike Wendland saying goodbye. Sam, where can, people, where can people find you, and what are you writing about? Right now, you can find me at World of Wisconsin Sports, or you can find my personal account, sam.brahm2, B-R-A-H-M. And right now, you know, school has been getting to me. I'm still on that Real Mudo article. Right now, I'm working on what a possible trade that could work out for that. But, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Sounds good. And for me, you can always find me at Mike Wentlands, uh, all one word, W-E-N-D-L-A-N-D-T on Twitter. And like you, uh, not school, but work has really gotten, gotten me. I've been doing high school basketball games, and I've had three last week. I have three this week as well. So I'm still working on my Badger Hockey article, trying to make an all-time Badger Hockey team. So I'm working on that as well. And, of course, all this stuff will be able to be found at Dairyland Express, a great subsidiary of Fansided. Go to DairylandExpress.com to find all this stuff. You can also follow Dairyland Express as Dairyland Express, no E, so Express, on Twitter as well, where I have all of our great articles from that. Also, our great uh, manager, Brian Sampson, running that as well. So, for Sam, this is Mike saying goodbye. We'll see you next week with more Brewers Talk on Dairyland Talk. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. 
It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.